She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. I forgot how it starts. Did you forget the words? <laughs> I was like, she's Molly. Where the am I today? This is what my brain asks me every day I wake up. Like, is it monstrous sea time yet? I do. I feel like I know what it's about. I shame children just because. I'm off. It's a rainbow. It's just made of an oil spill. It's fine. I have opened a Pandora's box. And we have a special guest with us here today. Yay! For, for the third time, we have Francesca Zappia, author Francesca Zappia. It's me! Woo! I'm here again! <laughs> so, uh, we have to tell you something. We are doing a, a the Annapolis Book Festival in April, and part of the reason that we're getting to do that is actually because of you. Um, one of the episodes that they previewed when we pitched to them that like we come, one of the episodes they previewed was Station Eleven, and they loved it. That's awesome. That is so, so cool. That is one of my favorite episodes we've done, and, and Molly's not even in it, but I did love it. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some blowback there. That's fine. Surprise, surprise. Mm, not even <laughs> April's favorite episodes when I'm not there. Well, it was just fun because it was like literally us like loving this book and, and just, I, you know, and I you didn't even like it. Book. So it was fine. It's, you just, it's, it's not that I don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. I just. Why? There are many reasons why that book was deep. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. whatever. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. So, so, <laughs> so Chessie is here today to talk about her newest book, which comes out at the end of this month. Actually, next week, this episode, the week after this episode posts, March 28th, right? Yes. Sure. Is your newest book, Greymist Fair? Woo! Yes, and and it is a Grimm's, uh, a lesser known Grimm's retelling. Um, and I'll have you give a synopsis in a minute. But um, how have you been? I have been great. Thank you for asking. So oh <laughs> say we did the Station Eleven episode back in the fall, right? I think and it was up in November. So yes, we, it was either October or November that you and I filmed together. Yeah, yeah. Since then, I've just been I've been working on a bunch of different stuff and. Getting ready Anything for this to come out. Uh, okay, so I will tell you that I am doing some um, some more work with some like uh, anxiety related comics. Um, yeah, and I am and I am currently working on a um, uh, a cyberpunk Count of Monte Cristo retelling. It has not been. Not been bought, not anything. Uh, that's just, I'm just working on it. Um, no, I'm, I'm fucking here for it, man. I, I'm fucking here for it. That sounds amazing. Uh, cyberpunk isn't really my thing, but that sounds amazing. It is. It you is know a, who it makes me think of? Hmm. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. No, I can see that. Oh, this has Gaiman vibes, too. Yes, it does. Yeah, does it? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 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 I love for that. I, I love Gaiman. Yeah. No. Um, no. Every time you're sketching um, uh, Monster C mm -hmm. and it's in your stories, I'm like, girls, hurry, Chessie! Yes. <laughs> I, my, I, that's the only thing my kids ask me every like time I mention you. Uh -huh. she, 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 is Monster C coming yet? 
Oh, that's coming in. This is what my brain asks me every day I wake up. Like, is it monstrous sea time yet? Is it time? Monstrous sea now. Monstrous sea monstrous now. now. No, it is not time yet, but maybe soon. Who knows? Don't dangle that carrot. <laughs> I dangle the carrot in front of other people because it's been dangled in front of me for like 20 years. <laughs> Mother porkers. Well, listen, y'all know. I'm mean and scary. I will find her a new publisher. I oh. I love that she thinks she has that kind of power. I'm um, mean. <laughs> I have that mean mom vibe that scares people into just saying yes to me. So I have to tell a funny story. Um, I posted our marketing for March of the episodes we were doing and tagged you mm-hmm. in us doing Grey Miss Fair. <laughs> and I get a message from you. Hey, have we already filmed this? Oh, yeah. Did we schedule this? I don't remember what we're doing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is the best message ever. I'm like, because I just one of us would do the day before. <laughs> Are you still cool to do it? You're like, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I was so, okay. So I was at, um, I was at an anime convention at the time. Mm-hmm. I was at KatsuCon and I was so out of it with like all the stuff we were doing. And you, you posted Having that. Having fun. Having fun. Doing costumes. You, you posted that, and I was like, I got super excited. I was like, oh, yeah, podcast, I can't wait. Uh, and then I was like, wait a second. Did we already <laughs> film this? And what I was remembering was filming Station Eleven. Station Eleven, in and which so, we talked about Grey Miss Fair in yes, Station Eleven. exactly. And so I was like, wait a minute. Did we? <laughs> and then I had to text you really quick, like, oh, my God, did I forget did we, we schedule this? Where is it on my calendar? And you were like, you're like in your costume fine. at con, you're like, it's fine. I can do it this weekend. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. I can be out this I costume can... in no time. It's fine. I Did we schedule it for the like looking for your boyfriend in the crowd? And like, you're like, it's fine. Everything is okay. Everything. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, we're good. She said not yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's, it's like two weeks. Okay. Whew. Uh, okay. No, we're, we're, we're more pictures, everybody. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I, screenshot shots. I screenshot it and sent it to Molly and I was just like, this is the best. This I was like, is I why so, we love you. I so hope they don't think that I am just like, I, I so hope that you didn't think that I didn't care because I was like, I cared so much. So it just so made me laugh. Your- it just made me laugh. I screenshot it and sent it to Molly. <laughs> So oh, what's yeah. your go-to convention costume then? Uh, well, right now, okay, so I, I technically have two. Mm. Um, the first one that I did was a mostly bought costume. It was entirely bought, actually. Um, and it was Hilda from Pokemon Black and White, yeah. which is like the female Pokemon trainer from that. Uh-huh. Um, and then my the one that I've made is um, Vex from Critical Role. Oh. If if either I know what critical role is, I don't know the characters though. Let me so, see. Wait, is that is that no? That's not. Hold on. I'm Let me see if I can bring up a picture of her. You can keep keep talking if you like. I think um, my she... husband knows. Like, I think he was just talking to me about this. I know Katie's kids friend. know what critical role is. I don't know. That's the best I can do. Um, I'm starting a Pokemon club at the library. Oh, very nice. I know. I'm super excited. I just want to awesome. school some little kids on Pokemon. That's really all it is. <laughs> I don't know. Those little kids. 
They might school you sometimes. It's true. It's true, probably. I don't know if you guys can see this. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, she's, okay. She's an archer. She's got a long braid. Nice. She's, she's cool. I love her. Nice. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I was actually watching a TikTok Good. of uh, somebody who taught like a games um, class online mm. and they did a lot of Pokemon stuff. And apparently their kids thought that the Pokemon Delibird was pronounced Delibird because it's a play on deliver, like presents. Oh. Um, and being a person who has been playing Pokemon since I, since the original games came out, mm-hmm. um, those children are wrong. And they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You need to speak to their parents. <laughs> I will shame children over being incorrect at Pokemon and being confident children. about it. I shame nice. children just because. I'm a-, <laughs> I'm a children's librarian, so I love kids. They're, they're also kind of annoying. I love some kids. <laughs> I love certain kids. Yeah. Close enough. Right. Good, good, good answer. <laughs> um, so, do you uh, did you want to give us a synopsis, or did you want me to? Um, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And if, and if you think I leave anything out, just feel free to. I pop mean, it in you there. wrote it, so you should know what it's about. That's I've the thing. It. I know what it's about, but sometimes I can't explain it very well to other people. <laughs> I read this, and my daughters read this, and we've had a conversation about it, and I'm not 100% sure I know what it's about. I do! Oh. I feel like I know what it's about. <laughs> so, Greymist Fair is a uh, oh. it's an anthology of stories that are retold lesser-known Grimm's fairy tales. Um, and it follows... Um, a, a few different, like each story has a different narrator, but the main character is a girl named Heika, who is the village's tailor. And in the very first story, she goes into the woods to try to um, have a, a communication with the supposed witch that lives in the woods mm-hmm. in order to investigate a murder that she happened upon on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole book is kind of about this mystery of... Um, what's going on in this town there are some weird things happening there are murders there are disappeared children there are like strange magical events happening um and uh it it all kind of culminates at the end in a very very uh dark christmasy vibe very much so yeah it's like Very the opposite so. of a Downton Abbey Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Explain that. Explain that. I've seen Downton Abbey, but like, I don't, I, I don't, don't remember I don't the get Christmas. The okay. Before I say that, do you know how they actually define Shakespeare's comedies versus Shakespeare's tragedies? Um, comedies are like a, they have like a, a happy the, outcome. Everybody other- gets married. Everybody gets married. That's the answer. And then at the and then the um the tragedies, everybody dies, right? Everybody dies. Okay. So in Downton Abbey, everything is Christmassy and snowy and wonderful, and people are literally getting engaged. Yes. Okay. Yes. Picture that, but with a really creepy ass forest. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's it. It's just everybody's happy. The good that people are getting engaged, and there's a creepy forest surrounding them. They're exactly. in a dark, magical yeah. wood, right? Solid, solid. Which is you like know. my aesthetic. It's like I'm happy, but I'm in a gloomy place, which makes me happier. Me. This yeah. is why I'm going to be happy you. about it, but I'm going <laughs> to yell at you for it. 
<laughs> you have just defined Molly and I. <laughs> I I know so many people who are just that's the vibe. It's like I want to be happy and cozy, but I want everything around me to be a little bit like gloomy mm-hmm. and like quiet and I mystical. want you to question if I'm going to stab you or hug you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I like to say I'm purple in shades of gray. So, you know, like Mm -hmm. it could be any color of purple, but there's always some shades of gray in there. Yes. Yes. I wear all the colors, but my heart is black. My heart is black. And sometimes it has a little oil slick sheen to it. So it turns like purple or green or blue. And there's my rainbow. Yeah, that's a, it's that's a rainbow. Answer. It's a exactly. rainbow. It's just made of an oil spill. It's fine. It's fine. Like, it's I fine. was raised in a chemical spill. It's fine. <laughs> it could light on fire at any moment. It's we okay. flammable. Know. It's fine. And we don't know. It's fine. <laughs> so the book comes out on March 28th, correct? Yes. And this yes. is your sixth book? Is that correct? Fifth. fifth. This will be the fifth book. I no So deal. technically... If we're counting the children of Hypnos on Wattpad, it's technically the seventh, but we don't count that because it's not like traditionally published. I would count that. <laughs> you know what that bell's for? The bullshit you just spilled. Mm. <sighs> I, you don't right. talk bad about my friend who's a fucking author. <laughs> top shelf author. Top shelf. Top yeah. shelf author. Yes, my husband. I do, I do have. I do have my bell sitting here. Oh, nice. That's my girl. Got mine too. I didn't think we'd need it this episode. My my husband maybe, uh, maybe. once told me, uh, like a few months ago, told me that he feels like a library should be organized like liquor stores. So top shelf should be the best. And I was like, that would never work because everybody's opinions different. But that's how I organize my library. <laughs> so. This is true. I mean, like your personal library, my you can do whatever library. you want. I'm pretty sure mine, that, so it's not quite the same, Mm -hmm. but that far shelf is uh, my favorite fantasy books. Yes. Mm. Well, okay, Daughter of Smoke and Bone is down there, but I would put it up there if there was more room. See, all my series are up top, and then the rest Piper did, because I live with an OCD team. And and no matter how you organize your books, once again, it is not okay to put them so you spine in because that's nonsense. And color coding, making it look all rainbowy. What the fuck? How do you find Thank anything? You. How Thank do you, you find anything? I look, I know that it's pretty. Mm-mm. I know it's pretty. <sighs> it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. So wrong. I'm just going to laugh. We'll die on that I'm hill. Like, I'm so like laugh at you guys because I, y'all are taking that a little too personal. I will. You know what? I will die on my hill too. I don't take many things personal. The only things that I go real hard on opinions are things that don't matter at all. And so yeah. it's like color code in your bookshelf. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Okay, but it's wrong. But okay, a series like Akatar right here. Yeah. Red, green, pink, blue, black. None of them would be together on the shelf. No, and and that like to me, there is something beautiful about having the whole series next to each other oh, and being 100%. able to see the different book colors. One hundred percent. I like that. One hundred percent. But I understand everybody has their own things. If you no, want to organize no. your bookshelves by color, whatever. No, it's because they're all <laughs> influencers and they need to have their aesthetic. Aesthetic has to be able to aesthetics. I am an asexual person. I am all about aesthetics. It's mm. wrong. <laughs> it's wrong she's like don't use You've my religion here folks <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm in the alphabet mafia 
You can't use your bye religion against me. That's right. That comes from a bye. There you I, go. I'm, <laughs> I'm an ally. Ally. There you go. So. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess we should, should probably, probably do ask questions. you some questions. About oh, this. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if you want to. You don't have to. I feel like I mean, we've we did just come to hang out, but... Yeah, I mean, that's fine with we me. We should. Too. I mean, the whole reason you came is, like, because he gave us a book. It's, you want to talk it's kinda, about it. It's kind of... I think maybe the listeners might want to hear something about it, so... I mean, you want to sell it, right? That's like I would I would room. like to sell copies of this book. That would be very nice. Yes, yeah. and we will put the link below to pre-order because you'll have news. one week before yes. it comes out. And I did see on your website if they pre-order from a certain bookstore, they can get yes. stickers and autographs. Yeah, so, so if you pre-order from Fables and Fairy Tales Bookshop, mm-hmm. and there are links on all my social media, on my website, to be able to find where to go. If you pre-order from them, they will sign it. I will sign it. I will go to the bookshop and sign it. No, I want um, them to sign it for you. <laughs> have them sign it for. I'll have them sign it as well, just in the bottom. Um, Where you're all gonna sign it like a list: Francesca, yes. Colin Shipping, Andrea, the manager. We got this. Yeah. Um, you will also get. Uh, you get a signed copy of the book. You will get a an exclusive art card, which is uh, it's a drawing of Heika that I did. Hmm. Um. You will get a Grey Mist Fair sticker, and you will get a bookmark. Add to cart. Nice. Um, and we have autographed ARC copies because yes. Chessie I, sent them to I us. Am because ex- you're special. Mm-hmm. I am disappointed you didn't sign it, Chessie, but whatever. I thought about it. I think about it every single time. And I'm like, ah, but it'll be... I always worry. I'm like, but if they give it to anybody... That it's not well, the I... official signature? Yeah. But I think it's it... worth more, but... You know. But if you sign it to us, Bessie, Chessie, we, it's special. Oh, I sh- I'll do that next, next time. One. Next one. I'll do that on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's okay, start with the questions. Like real All questions, right. I think. Okay. You know what? Fuck you, Molly. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's been, that has been, that's the first one of the season. I don't think so. <laughs> There's no um, way that's Roll the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, this is a different style of book for you. So can you explain your inspiration and tell us more about the Grimm's Tales that you're retelling? Yes. So um, this is definitely a different style of book. All my books before this have, well, mostly been like contemporary fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually do love writing fantasy Mm -hmm. and science fiction more. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, what? That's your vibe. It is. It's my vibe. Um, and so, like, really the inspiration for this, the initial, the earliest spark of inf- inspiration, I was playing World of Warcraft. Nice. And, and I, I'm not laughing, girls, same. I get you. I was playing World of Warcraft. I was in Duskwood. Okay. Which is a, which is a, a zone that's like creepy, dark forest mm-hmm. with stuff going yet. on. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was like, I want to write a story set there. Like, mm. this this vibe, this stuff going on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is what I want. Um, that, that makes sense. I, I, I got what you're saying. You, you get it. You get, get it. it I feel like anybody anybody who knows Warcraft and then reads this book will be like, yeah, I see. I get it now. Um, the, as soon as you said Duskwood, I was like, <clears throat> ah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so at first it was that. And what I couldn't, like... I knew I wanted to write a story like that, and I kind of came up with a few initial characters, but I didn't know what the plot was going to be, and I didn't uh-huh. know. It was very vague. 
And so then after a couple years or so, a, a long time, um, I thought one day about like, oh, it'd be kind of fun to do like a, a retelling of Grimm's fairy tales, like as a, as like an anthology, maybe like short stories and they all come together and like maybe I would do like lesser known Grimm's fairy tales because there are a bunch of retelling books out, but I feel like they're always well known stories. Yeah, and so they're, like they're picking the fairy tales that Disney picks too. The Disney, which is fine, and they're popular for a reason. But I find sometimes with retellings that when it's a story I already know, I get bored because mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for them to get through the pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what dis- if I? You're going to be disappointed, right? We're always disappointed when somebody tries to take something we love and alter it, and then mm-hmm. it doesn't have what we're expecting or we're hoping for from them. Yeah. And and it doesn't have, like, the right beats, or it doesn't feel like it carries the spirit of the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when I thought of doing a retelling, I was like, oh, like, these two ideas kind of came together with, like, Grimm's retellings and then this spooky woods feeling mm-hmm. thing. Um. And like originally the 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 spooky woods idea was like there are all these children that live in a castle that is constantly being threatened by the wargs in the woods, mm-hmm. um, and these children grow up there and eventually like their caretaker dies and they learn to be adults, but as they grow up they start disappearing or dying, and then eventually like the castle is besieged by these these wargs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is, it, it, it's about adulthood and coming into adulthood and mm-hmm. all that. But there wasn't enough meat there. Mm-hmm. And so when I brought in the Grimm's fairy tales, it became like there was a structure. It got a yeah. structure to it. It got a, it got a purpose. And yeah. so it became this story about, like, um, I'm taking you through these short stories of all these different kids. Yeah. Teenagers. The road in the gray mist. Yeah, who it's who literally live... the road to Grey Mist that gave you Grimm's gave you the road into Grey Mist. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. And so, like, it's all these these teenagers awesome. who are who are growing up and coming into adulthood and like learning what it means mm-hmm. to be to be adults and to be like fully formed and and learning the mistakes of the adults who came before them, like of their parents. Um, and and that was when like it really came together and I was like, yeah, that's what this book is. Okay. And I like, um, I like how it's nonlinear. This book mm-hmm. is nonlinear. So you do see the kids grow up, but you see them grow up in a nonlinear timeline. Um, yes. and I think that was really cool. And I like, I liked the really, the way that you wove the stories together. I'm not going to give any spoilers because this comes out next week and everyone should go pre-order it. Go pre-order it. Pre-order it. Yes. I know. Um, wait. But the stories all weave together. And I love if, if you're going to write an anthology, there's two ways to do it, right? So there's an anthology that's like, it's literally a collection of stories and mm-hmm. some English major in college is going to have to buy it for their lit class. Yes. Or it's an anthology where these stories work together to like, come to an actual point and and for you for this one that's you know them learning to to be adults basically and they all do have to grow up for various reasons um Mm -hmm. so uh and there were really interesting connections that i didn't see coming so Mm -hmm. um 
Cats and Jammer, Cats and Jammer was your book that came out last year and you came and yes. talked to us. That was their first time on the pod. So yes. I kind of want to know about your process compared to Cats and Jammer. Did you feel like, um, like you had a similar process? Was it completely different? So writing Cats and Jammer was weird because I did it during NaNoWriMo one year. Mm-hmm. It was while I was still in college. And that book came out so fast. Mm-hmm. Like it came out of my brain so fast. It took like a, a couple of hours for me to like fully conceptualize the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then like a month to write it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it sat around for a few years and got edited several times because like I wrote it in like 20. Let's see. I graduated college in 2015. So I think I wrote it in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously came out in 2022. That was a long time to edit it. Greymist Fair, I probably started with the original idea for it like mid-college, mm-hmm. probably around the same time. But like it sat for so long yeah, um, and went through like a couple iterations. There was like a stop and a start. There was, it was just a much longer kind of like percolating mm-hmm process and i think i think you can probably tell in here that like it is a mature to to me this is a softer story like your voice is mature it yeah yeah. yes you're more grown and and i mean this with all the love this isn't you compared to eliza yeah, and I think yes. like you know I what I mean. I mean, Eliza mean is still like one of my favorite books ever. So like, it's always gonna be it's a sacred one mm-hmm. for me. Right. But I can see how even though you didn't write them in like that timeline, I can see how yeah. your voice has grown between just these three books. Yes, um, and I will tell you something funny. I wrote Cats and Yammer before I wrote Eliza. I know. Yeah, I wrote Cats and Yammer before Eliza, and I wrote this. This I wrote in uh march of 2020 like after the after the pandemic started yeah because i was at home and i was like okay we're doing it we're going it was like timing march finally April lined 2020 tiny yeah timing finally lined up well and what happened was i read i read the book um one more thing mm-hmm. i think it's one more thing by bj novak do i have it in here yeah um and that's a that's a collection of like vignettes and short stories and things um and what that book did has nothing to do with this but what that book did was kind of help me conceptualize how the short stories would work Mm -hmm. and how they all fit together and that was when i was like i know how to write this book now yeah and it all just came out isn't that funny how something so off the wall will affect that process yes i was watching an episode of gray's once and i was like huh I figured it out. And I was like in the middle of writing that post-apocalyptic book back uh April. Mm-hmm. Am I po- like the one with the bunker and that bash mm-hmm. it crazy the one? one I was you like, gave- oh, no, that one. Okay, gotcha. My one with the bad timeline. Yeah. I figured out how to finish the book on that. Like Yeah. 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 From a craze episode and it had nothing to do with anything. And yeah, that's why just- that's why it's so important for like for writers. This is like a great piece of writing advice. If you are struggling to figure something out, put it down, walk away, go do Step something completely it. different. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is what I tell young writers. Remember, Lin Manuel Miranda started Hamilton, got writer's block, put it down, wrote in the heights, got freaking 
a Tony for it, then decide to just randomly pick Hamilton back up. Mm-hmm. You don't. Magic doesn't come from the pen overnight. Yeah, yeah. doesn't exactly. And if it, you're, it, it takes time. If you are new to our pod and you're checking us out because you know Chessie's here, thank you for coming. But hi, you might not know this, but Molly is a writer and I'm a librarian, and so part of what we do here is we have different perspectives on the books because she, she talks about books like a writer and I talk about books like a consumer. Um, and uh, that's actually how Molly describes our pod, not how I describe it, but that's how Molly describes it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's true. I will defend an author's work and I sometimes will pick it apart. Like mm-hmm. I was looking at this because there's a part of me that feels like something's missing. Uh huh. Like, cause when you say Grimm's, I want to fill in, right? With the, yeah, because Grimm's does that, right? There's the all the all inclusive. It's beginning to end, but the more you look at it and the way you have the stories mapped out, there is no filler. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is it. You yeah. and your brain has to do the filling, yeah. and that's kind of the fucking point of it. And that's brilliant. And when yeah. I got to uh, Doctor Death. I when mm-hmm. so I read this book in a day. Everybody, I sat down and I literally read for the entire day. It was wonderful. And <sighs> by the way, I'm still doing the uh, reading challenge for uh, to write love mm-hmm. on our arms. I'll put the link below. You can still sponsor me, or you can just go and start your own challenge and read to support this awesome organization. Um, but I read in an entire day. And when I got to Doctor Death, I literally went, "Oh!" <sighs> it was that moment for me where I was like. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is this is where we are because I was enjoying the all the together. stories. Yeah. That's where it really like yes. I love it. You know. That's I will say with with no spoilers, I will say that Dr. Death is my favorite story in the book. Mine too. And and <laughs> writing Dr. Death was the one that like I mean, every time I go back, every time I went back and edited it, every time I had to do anything with it, I would make myself cry. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, valid but like it was it was the story that when i wrote it i was like that's what this book is about yes Mm -hmm. that's it like that's everything is encapsulated in this story right here that was definitely the aha moment that i was just Mm -hmm. like oh yeah that's it that's it and it was very satisfying it was the same thing with cats and yammer when we read cats and yammer and i'm not going to give away that one either but you can go back and listen to our episode from last year and you can buy cats and yammer still um when we got to that reveal at the end of that, I was like, holy shit, this yeah. is where we went. Yeah. And I was just like blown away. I mean, it's the same thing with Eliza to a lesser extent because it's not as dark. But when we right. get to what, what Wallace's story is, I was like, oh my gosh, she's oh been God. telling us this the whole time. Like it's been yeah. there the whole time. And my second reading of Eliza, I was like, oh, it's literally on the first page that this happened. Yeah. So um, I love that. Like that to me, that's why I keep coming back to your books because it's mm-hmm. that it's that reveal that's so satisfying. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, I, I've had a lot of people say that like my my books can be, and this is not, I don't, like this is fine if people think this it's no problem for me at all that that my books can start a little slow and take a little while to get going they do build which up is, which is totally fine um and it's true because i like books that do that mm-hmm. I, I when i'm reading a book i like to get to settle in with things a little bit yes, i want i want there to be something interesting going on mm-hmm. but like 
I want to get into them so that when those big things come at the end or mm-hmm. at the climax or wherever, like when everything comes together, you get that like that feeling of mm-hmm. wholeness yeah. from the story. Yeah. Um, and For you sure. really feel like you you took it all in. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? So, so we've already. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Molly. I will say Dr. Death wasn't my favorite story. My favorite story was well, you're the wrong. Prince. Okay. <gasps> but the reason it's my favorite is because I'm a spiteful woman and the ending of The Prince. <laughs> I, I loved writing that one. I was like, this is going to be so good. But I was I reading was it. so excited to do it. Oh, when I was reading it, I'm like, Oh, 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 yes, she did. <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. Well, and then, and then, I'm like, it's it's hard for me to pick a favorite story, but like, I also love um, the secret of Grey Lake mm-hmm. because of how it ties in with the prince's riddle, mm-hmm. and like, that's Liv's yeah. favorite. Yeah, and that's it's just favorite. it's like I got so excited to write that part, and like that character's arc. Mm-hmm. And like, I think he's one of my favorite characters in the book because mm. he's just, he's so like, yeah, he's he is that character that I feel like I put in every book. Like he is the um, time from Cats and Yammer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. That yes. character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, yes. An unnecessary need. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we okay. so we Sorry, kind of already you're... talked about what your inspiration was for like setting, but um. I do not play war- World of Warcraft. I've never played it, but um, I've been to the Black Forest, which is where a lot of oh, the yeah. Grim Tales are um, their base, like Hansel and Gretel. That's mm-hmm. the forest it's mm-hmm. based on. So that's what I was picturing the whole time because mm-hmm. the forest sits, well, it's actually up a hill, so it's not exactly what you had here, but the village sits at the bottom of the of the. Uh, forest and mm-hmm. it's this small town it's called Fusen um and it's in Germany um it's very south and mm-hmm. Fusen is also where the new Schwanstein castle is which is what <gasps> Cinderella's yes. castle was based off of yes and so I backpacked Europe in college because I did a study abroad and we took a month and we went just everywhere and I wanted to see the new Schwanstein castle um, and so we're like, oh, let's hike the Black Forest. And I was with two people who like legit hike. I oh, yeah, no, I'm not do not person. hike. <laughs> yeah. I meander. That can get rough. I wander. So and find cheese. And and the Bali. <laughs> and uh, the Black cheese. Forest is on a hill. Like you're hiking up. So mm-hmm. my uh, travel companions decided that I was too slow and they just sort of ditched me. And oh, the reason dicks. that the Black Forest got such a reputation as being kind of scary is because it is very easy to get lost in. It is very scary. She says. Can, can confirm that it is very easy to get lost in. Even today, well, I mean, this was in 2003 that I was there, but uh-huh. I mean, I was broad daylight and, you know, modern day and it's still very uh-huh. easy to get lost in i, it was, I am uh, now i brought up pictures of the black forest on my computer because i would Sorry. die to go there i would love to go see it the black beautiful. forest mm-hmm. um and i remember um in when i was uh at my full-time job i did have a picture like the background of my computer was the black forest mm-hmm. um 
I I have never seen it myself, but that it is that is what I'm I'm picturing in my mind. Okay, Just like good. me too. <laughs> the tall trees, the kind of like book besties and Chessie field trip. <gasps> oh my god, yes! We'll bring Nurse Katie. Don't worry, we'll bring Nurse Katie. <laughs> nurse Katie, we can bring my Just boyfriend. He's been there before. Like, let's we'll bring go. That. That'll keep us out of trouble. I, I guess we can bring Tom. <laughs> no, he's going to get us into trouble. That counteracts the mat. So, so that that is what I pictured the whole time. I was picturing the Black Forest. I was picturing that uneasiness that I felt as yeah. a as a twenty one year old hiking through a forest by myself. Mm-hmm. Like it was really creepy. But it's, mm-hmm. yes. Speaking of, um, is it okay if I show the map? Yeah, map. absolutely. So, did we you love a map here? This, I did. Is this yours? I did make the map. Yes. So, as those of you who have read along with us, um, not Francesca's this book. Appia fucking that out yet, yeah, guys. Is uh, is a, a bit of an artiste as well. An artiste. And um, you did. Did you do the spot art um with the chapters? And is, I, well, oh, hold on. So, so the spot art in the arcs. You're talking about the um, like. The, the chapter divisions these these yeah, title yeah, pages these um no these were taken from the cover these are like this little tem- part of the yeah. cover up here oh. this cover this cover beautiful cover was yeah, done by gorgeous. julia iredale um gorgeous absolutely gorgeous cover and it does however, say her name on the back i knew that so yes um however in the final copy there will be um story specific chapter headers mm. for every story oh my God. that i did Oh my um, gosh. I'm I'm very happy with them. I they like they go with every story. I really like the one for uh wolf children. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the knife um from wolf nice. children. Nice. Um nice. Yes. So there will be extra art in the the finished hardback copy of the book. I love nice. that. I love that. Um okay, so all of these stories sort of center around Haika. I say it right. Sort of. Yes. Um, and uh, what do you what do you love about this character? Oh, about Heika. Heika is like Heika is the the fairy tale character that I've always wanted to write because mm-hmm. she is like. So originally she was a baker, mm-hmm. and my editor was like, "Every they are always bakers. Mm-hmm. Don't make them. Ba- don't make her a baker." And I was like, "Okay, she'll be a tailor," and. Immediately from that, it was like the clothes she makes are magic. Yes. Um, and she learned it from her mother, mm-hmm. and like it was, she was really this character who was. She was always this character who was like, in in that original version of the story where there were all the kids growing up in the castle. She was the youngest. She was the most innocent of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, she was the one, she and Vensel, the other kind of main character, mm-hmm. were the ones still alive at the end who kind of did the best, um, like, against their the coming adulthood and yeah. what that meant. Right. And so, like, she was always the first character who kind of reached that level of maturity and understanding yeah. about what had come before her yeah. and mm-hmm. what it meant for herself and, like, the town and everybody around her. Um. She and re- so she reminds me so much of Kat. Yeah. She's like the yep. magical version of her. Yeah. Like yes. I can picture her slinking around the woods. 
Yes. Yeah. Like it is. I think I do. I do love those characters who like, I mean, first of all, they, they, they have their own agency or they get their own agency very early on. Mm-hmm. And like, they, they are kind of in a world of their own. Yeah. Like right. even, even Kat who was in, 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 stuck in a school with all these other students mm-hmm. she was kind of in her own world yeah. compared to even all the rest of them I mean I feel like Heike is sort of the same way she learns very early on that like there is a different world than the one she has always lived in yeah. and she's part of it and it's important that she learn how to interact with it yeah yeah I really like her um her growth in the story of mm-hmm. who she starts and and I mean, I Molly and I pose this question a lot on this pod. Is the character a hero? Because, w- for example, we covered Twilight, and no, Bella is not not a hero. She is uh-huh. a pawn in a story of werewolves and vampires. Yeah, but literally, Heika is a hero. Like this is like her and Vensel, their story together. Um, I mean, it's a good story together, but like she's a hero. She's yes. like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what my mother was doing. And I'm going to lead the charge. We are going to make it better. There but, there was... Go okay. ahead. I would argue this like if we were reading this as a... a, a like a like a regular book and Chess wasn't here. Wouldn't you... Couldn't you also argue that she's a hero of convenience like Katniss then? But I don't agree with you that Katniss is a hero of convenience. We've had that discussion before. We have, and we still argue it's an off and on <laughs> discussion. Oh man, now I want to get into this. Wait, okay, so wait, define define hero of convenience to me. She is only a hero because she has to be, right? Okay, okay I don't that's agree. What I... I don't agree. <laughs> She's I, a hero I... because she has to be. Katniss. Katniss would have never volunteered for anybody other than her sister. You're telling me if she was stuck in this village and everything was hunky-dory, she would magically become a hero? No. She is a hero because she has to be. Molly, she was a hero before she fought in the Hunger Games because she was keeping her family alive. Because she had to be! Because her her dad died! If her dad didn't have to do that, that was not her job. She was not the grown-up. Her mother was literally paralyzed. It doesn't grief. matter. It doesn't matter. There were other options oh. to her. I have opened a Pandora's box. <laughs> oh, man. I, this has been so going I on. I also have thoughts on this, but, like, I don't want to sidetrack things. <laughs> this has been going on since 2010. Oh, we've, we, oh, we literally read the books around the same time. I can't remember which uh-huh. one of us read them first, but we read you them the, around the same time. And, I, and we went to see the first movie together and it was mm-hmm. our second viewing of the first movie. And we still jumped when the mother fucking beast came out at the end. Like what the hell? Yeah. And then laughed audibly loud and got yes. shushed by the people in front of us. This is true. <laughs> <That's accurate. laughs> I, I will, I will uh, put a temporary end to this discussion by saying that I think sh- Katniss is kind of both. I think at times, well, at times I think she is a easy way out. Jessie. I think at times she's a hero, hero, and I think at times she's a hero of convenience because she has to be, um, and it's it's situational. Um, but for Heike, uh, I do. There is definitely like, I don't think she had to be the one to go into the forest. That's why she's not a, a hero because she would had to. Like you don't think so, huh? She volunteered. Yeah, to go she, into the forest? She didn't have to, though. But, she, I mean, they were going to make her, weren't they? No. Wait. 
Let's reference. <laughs> I don't think That's so. That's the woman that wrote it. <laughs> She's like, Hold I'm going to check the book because I've written. Let me let me off. refer to the source material that I wrote. <laughs> I, I I love this. This is in my head, but I'm going to sh- check it just in case because maybe your copy's different from mine. <laughs> maybe they changed it. the story on me. I don't think. I don't. Well, maybe they did say that she. Had okay, so so. Um, okay. Maybe I'm an idiot and don't know how to read anymore. Well, um, that's not true. I think I'm in the right place. So they were, they were, they were all going to go. They were, they were going to send like out a search party to find the right. witch. And then she yes. was like, they're going to make me go by myself. Eventually I might as well go. Right. So they said, who's volunteering heads turned and looked around at like different people who thought mm-hmm. right. like people who usually went into the woods. Um, Heika feels guilt and responsibility. Yeah. Um, they don't. They don't say. Hold okay. on. Hold I was on. Hold on. That vibe. I'm just assuming your words now. That's cool. Okay. So now some other people. After she volunteers, some other people are like, "Yeah, let her go." But first, they question it. Like they're. They do. They're like, "Why would you think it would work?" Like, what is it about you? Like, they, so, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's, I would say, I would say, like, Vensel is, is definitely, I think Vensel does fit your, your hero thing. Heika, personally, I think Heika is, it does fit it. I love, that you that I love that you took the time to engage in this with me. You had no <laughs> need to like humor me in any of this. And you're like, yeah, it's fine, Molly, whatever. <laughs> I, I will absolutely. This is the thing. I can't talk. There is I, like I it is so hard for me to find people in my daily life who want to talk to me like in real deep critical terms about <laughs> books and stories. We're your and so gals, I, man. We'll I will engage with anything. So like I don't as know. Long as, I don't as know long as we can disagree, I'm good. Oh yeah. I, we well, literally I mean, have made a podcast on it. <laughs> right. I mean, I bothered okay, so sidetrack, I messaged Chessie personally the other day for my own writing. So Yeah. <laughs> which um is because like it's copyright, which I actually have a question about this. So when we get to the writing question, oh we'll yeah, talk yeah, about it. yeah. Well, I messaged her after we finished filming tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, and was like, "You have to read this book. Have you read it yet?" And I, 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 I went out and bought it. I have not read it yet. I am currently your speed. Step one is complete. Your speed. <laughs> I, I today in in like two hours. I read Legends and Lattes. <gasps> oh! We're reading that later this season. It's very good. Yes! It's delightful. Yes. It's I mean, delightful. Well, um, Molly is convinced that I don't like the books that have lesbians in them, which is just because the <laughs> ones that we've read have not been good. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. This one is good. This one is good. Well, you're welcome to join us if you want. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> Come hang out. Come hang um, out. You're always welcome. <laughs> anyway, so yes, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is is sitting on my desk to be read. All right. You have to message us when you finish. Yes, we need oh, to Oh, I will. I will. All right. And then we'll listen to your episode about it. Nice. Always listen to the episode. You know? Always listen to the episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, gosh, we're just so off with my plan. We are. <laughs> <laughs> I 
work today, so my brain is like, do 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 And you gotta work oh. tomorrow! Wait, that's the Wizard of Oz. That's not what I meant. I meant circus <laughs> music. <laughs> you just got the Wicked Witch flying around in the tornado. <laughs> Tackling. <laughs> I think it's still I'm a but it's one that I wrote. So um, can we talk about your process a little bit with this? I guess maybe you did, but you you tend to be a pantser, right? A little bit. I think, you know what? I think it really is like, and I, I know there are words for this. I think it might be like gardener or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, basically what I do is I make a I make an outline for a story or like mm-hmm. half an outline and I know what the ending is. Mm-hmm. And then as I write, I let things kind of come up organically mm-hmm. and then I fill out the rest of the outline. So this um, one had like a lot of moving parts. So did you have to keep a, like a timeline or? Yes. So um, I basically like I knew all the characters. So I, I had fleshed out the cast of characters. I knew who was in, I knew which, which Grimm's fairy tales I was doing, mm-hmm. which is, um, I just wrote this out again today. It was The Shroud, a little bit of Hansel and Gretel, yeah, Clever Hans, um, The Wolf and the Seven Young Children, uh, The Fisherman and His Wife, The Riddle, Godfather Death. Is that all of them? Yeah, it might be all of them. Right. No idea. Anyway, I think that's that all. That sounds like they match up. Yeah. But um and some some of the stories are like multiples combined. Yeah. Um yeah. because but you can see, and, as you're leaving them off, I'm like, yeah, I know where that came from. Yeah. yeah. I know where that yeah. came from. It's that, it's that activity in school, you know, where you're like, match the picture with match the name. Match them. Yes. Um and then <laughs> Heike and Vensel's stories. Yes. Heike and Vensel's stories are um not based on anything. They're their own things. Um, which is why they bookend it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I had the structure of the book laid out mm-hmm. and then I had like a quick synopsis of what happened in each part. Um, and then basically it was actually surprisingly simple to write because I was just writing short stories. Mm-hmm. So I knew basically what was happening in each one. And a lot of it got kind of worked together in the editing so it was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. at one point there's a stampede of like elk or deer yeah. through elk. the through the village and it was like that happens at a certain point that in one story it's happening in the middle and then in another story it happens at the beginning yeah um and like in one story a character references it happening mm-hmm. and so like it was actually because of the order of the stories, it was actually pretty easy in my mind to keep it straight when things yeah. were happening. And, and like, I really thought it was going to be more complex to write. Yeah. And it, it wasn't. Well, so that, that's lovely. I, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. That's it a win. <laughs> yeah. It, seriously. It is. It, it really is. Here. Like writing, writing made you up. My first book was, was harder to do than writing this. But you also wrote that while you were in high school. <laughs> I did. I did write that. That one was Frankenstein together from like six different stories. So that's a different, that's a whole different <laughs> follow wax. Um, this is my, go ahead, keep going. Um, so Gramosphere is sort of like a utopian society. Would you describe it? Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone's sort of living in harmony, except 
the wargs and one other character, a couple other characters. But, um, but we learn that there is like an evil lurking in this village in the form of two characters in particular. So yes. how was it for you to write that kind of violence and anger? So, I mean, like, I think I really love this question too, by the way, because like, it is different from writing it in this versus mm-hmm. writing it in something like Cats and Yammer. Cats and Yammer because right. Cats and Yammer was just all anger and like mm-hmm. hatred and, and awful violence and mm-hmm. stuff. And this is like, you have this place that is so kind of idyllic mm-hmm. and, and everybody just kind of tries to get along and mm-hmm. um, they work off of like barter systems and exchange mm-hmm. of goods and stuff. And then you have like this, horrifically like dark mm-hmm. um one of the characters yeah and it's like i to me it was like when i was writing the story where you find out what's been going on with that part it's like you see what where the real kind of dark underbelly of everything yeah. is and it's not in the woods no um like the yeah. the the call is coming from inside, inside the house, the house. Yes. yeah yes like and and it's it's like it's not this nebulous idea mm-hmm. of of whatever you fear on the outside that's yeah. the real danger yeah it's the people it's it's the things inside that yeah. you already it, know it's yeah. such a great metaphor for life though the danger is always more likely next door than it is right. out there yeah. in the big Well, I world. mean, if some if someone dies, the first person they contact, they connect to it is usually the spouse. I mean, it's always mm-hmm. the people closest to you that really, you know, mm-hmm. have a reason to do it. Like and and the means. <laughs> and the means and like and in this it's the like, it's it's the things that you stop questioning mm-hmm. that are the ones that'll get you. Well, why wouldn't your neighbors be safe? Everybody's trading right. goods. Everyone cares about each other. They're working for the common good. Why wouldn't you be able to trust them? Right. Exactly. It's definitely um, the witches. Definitely the witches. It's definitely the witch. She's evil. I don't like her. Mm-hmm, for sure. 100%. Yeah. I heard her talking to Goody Alsop under the good <laughs> new moon. Can't go talking to Goody. <laughs> Goody's husband died. Two days after she got married. Can you believe that? Did you Can just you turn the crucible into a valley girl? What an if amazing you, interpretation. You, what an amazing you, interpretation. Oh my god, hold on. Could we do this? High school valley girls 1980 crucible. Valley girl retellings of classics. Okay, you and I are going to talk about this later off because this is something you and I definitely should do together. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, we should. <laughs> Valley Girl, you know how fast those would get read. They would. This is oh like this is like Sparknotes Shakespeare. Yeah. Yes. Do you know how much my kids love that shit? Yes, I loved it in high school. I was like, this is what I need. This is getting me into Shakespeare. Well, you know, right now they have OMG Shakespeare where it's all yes. text. My kids love I saw that, that shit because it like you can. I know that people are going to be like, you're 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 dumbing it down. You're you're taking all the literary merit out of it, and it's like, but if no. you can get them to understand this story and to get engaged with it, I don't care how it's written. They obviously imagine don't understand imagine Marie Antoinette. Like I don't understand why they don't want the kick. I get them. Like I know they want this. <laughs> I don't they, understand. I, I don't understand why they're dragging me out here in my dress. It's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay well they obviously don't understand the point of shakespeare if they think that dumbing dumbing it down is putting it in the Thank vernacular you. of the kids that are reading it now because shakespeare wrote 
for the common people of his time. Or, mm-hmm. but I and still now common people that can't that understand not, it. And, but I would still maintain that that's not the p- apocalypse story that continues on, like Station Eleven. <laughs> We're not going <laughs> to have the Shakespeare. <laughs> I, 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 no, I don't think. <laughs> It's like, you know what? I think we talked about this during the Station we Eleven did. episode too, but but you know why the Shakespeare was the one that survived? Is because it was theater kids performing. One hundred percent. Yep. You know, because they're theater sorry, kids, theater no. kids listening to this. Right. Sorry, all my theater kids. I'm not. Friends. I'm not. I, I, I love you care. guys, but like, what did you guys do in high school? Hump. Like, come on. We know what you guys did. You were the slutty group. We all know that. You slept what? with each other. Molly! <laughs> Whoa! Woo! You guys didn't note this? Like, that's all the theater kids did. I, I love that the cheerleader is I calling the, the theater kids. Because I was also a fucking theater kid. Do you see how she treats Takes me? Takes one to know one. Do you see how she treats me? I see. I see it. And yet, okay, I'm not going to ask this next I question. This. I, I Really quick, I love this because I can take both sides in any fight. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll just switch sides. It's cool. It's cool. The point is to keep us fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more entertaining. Are you a middle child? No, I'm the youngest. Oh, oh well, that that'll that makes too. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. The if focus is on her. Character, they're not looking at me. And she can sneak out the fucking back door. Yeah, I was the youngest of three, so mm, make yeah. them fight. Exactly what this yeah. is right here. Good call, good let call. them let them fight. <laughs> Um, I, anyway, I'm not going to ask the second part of this question unless you've read it, because I don't know if that's spoilery. Question seven, uh, the second part. Oh, um, okay. Is that spoilery? Because I don't have to ask it. I okay. You can phrase it in a way that's not spoilery. So I have no if idea. You say, how to do that. <laughs> if you if you just say. Are the people in Grey Mist Fair unknowingly eating little boys? Yes, are they? No. Oh, well, that would have been so much darker. <laughs> right. I was like, let's not go. Someone's doing it. I, I literally I went. Everybody, no. I literally went, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, is, it is not a Cartman uh, feeding Scott Tennerman's parents to him. I was like, situation. I was like, soiling green as people. Soiling green as people. No, it is, it is, it not, not that situation. <laughs> okay. Thankfully. I was okay. like, that's probably a little too dark for this book. Oh, but it would have been this. good. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all my questions. Molly, what do you got? Molly has um, some I, writer questions for you. Um, So yes. I'm going to talk to you about editing process. Now, do you edit yourself or do you have an editor? So, um, I, okay. So after I finish a draft of a book, I usually, I usually reread the entire book, like the next day, mm-hmm. then I set it as and like make any changes I want to make. Then I set it aside for like a month yeah. and then I read it again and edit it again. Hmm. Then, um, if I have any critique partners or anybody that I want to read it, I send it to them and get their notes back and do any edits. And then I send it to my agent who does edits. If, if she thinks that we should go on submission with it. Interesting. Then when we sell it, we do edits with the, the heart, the you for these Harper Collins editor. 
Got you. Because um, I so, know some yeah. authors prefer their own editors, right? They have editors that they like to work with, that they reach out to, to work yes. with. So every process is different for everyone. So that's why I was wondering. Because some yes. editors, pref some authors prefer certain editors. They claim it, you know, they'll say it helps them mold their voice, right? It helps them yes. finish their voice off and sand it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like a rock in a, in a turn thing, you know? It's yes. just like shining it up. So you, I was Did you usually have the same editor? Um, so for all my books, yes, because my editor, um, so my editor is Virginia Duncan with Green Willow. Um, so she, yeah, she, out, she edits all of mine. Virginia, hi, Virginia, if you ever listen to this. Um, well, tell her to. <laughs> yeah, I should. Like, hey, Virginia, here's uh, some links. Go listen to this. And then she's going to um, hear us talking about Valley Girl Crucible. And she's going to be like, Jesus Christ, Jesse, what did you sign me up for? <laughs> Be like, I can buy that win. Um, uh, but I think when we talk about like editors that help shape your voice and help mm -hmm. make things mm -hmm. uh, get things into shape, um, my agent and her assistant are really the ones who do that gotcha. for nice. me. Nice. Um, it's like they, it's like they know you or something. And have you had? The, like they know me. Have you had the same one since the first book? Yes. So I I signed on with Louise. Um, it's Louise Fury. I signed on with her in the summer of 2012, mm -hmm. which was no relation to Nick Fury. Ha! -ha. Uh, I had to think for a second. No, her husband's name is Sean. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would hope not, since he's a fictional character. I would hope <laughs> no. Um, is she related to Samuel L. Jackson? No. Um, <laughs> so she like. I've been I've been working with her since the summer of 2012, mm -hmm. so okay. it's been 11 years now almost. Damn. And she she knows my books. She mm -hmm. knows what I like to write. She knows like it, they have a they have a running joke. Uh, her and her assistant that like mm -hmm. every time I give them a new manuscript, there's going to be at least one name in it that the her assistant is just like, what is this? What is this name? Change this. Like uh, Wallace Warland. She <laughs> That one, that one got her um uh i think Vensel may have done it too she's like what's with the w names i'm like i'm not changing it fight no, because you're gonna get that fight audiobook me. narrator that pronounces them the huh or the who sound you know <sighs> oh, God. She likes a uh, um, well i just <laughs> Vensel was wallace in gray miss fair like copy paste yeah. <laughs> that's how i pictured him He's a little stringier. He's a little... Um... Well, not in my head. I know you wrote oh, him, nice. but that's not how I pictured no, 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 it. Please, <laughs> imagine him how you please. Um, so uh, I, I just had one more question. I want to talk yeah. about copyright. So that was part of our yes. conversation. So mm -hmm. I had reached out to Chessie Gang about my book because I'm doing a thing like Marvel where my characters have matching names. And I realized that one of my characters is named Corky Collins. Which is a very niche name, and if you know where that's from, good for you. But my concern was copyright. Good morning, Baltimore. Thank you. <laughs> so my concern was copyright. So Jesse and I had a conversation about it, but it made me think about this. Mm -hmm. And you're diving into one of the oldest books known to man. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. like you were diving into some of the oldest fiction. So how does that work for you? Like. 
are you stepping on toes? Does your publisher have to get permission from someone because you're like insinuating mm-hmm. that it's Grimm's based? So I believe I'm I'm not a hundred percent. Um. So, for example, for, like, the quote that's in the front of the book, the epigraph... Yes. Um, ...is an actual quote from um, my copy of Tales of the Brothers Grimm. Okay. So, like, for that, because it's a direct quote from a text, they do have to get permission to publish it. Okay. For retellings, especially of something like a collection of fairy tales, which are already, like, folk tales that were... Passed down. Aren't owned by anybody yeah. and are kind of repurposed and are so old that it's kind of like, and I'm changing them so much that there is honestly very little of the original story right. that's still yeah. there. Yeah, I there's nothing for that as far as I know. There's nothing for them to get permission to to right. use. Yeah. Right. Now, a, a really interesting thing I've been wondering about, and maybe this has been written about somewhere on the internet, is um. Uh, a book came out called The Weight of Blood. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have heard about it. Um, it's no. by Tiffany Jackson, I believe. Oh, um, I know and Tiffany Jackson. I haven't read it's that a, one. It's a Carrie retelling. Oh. Um, and I found that very interesting because I was like, that's... I, I read it in ebook format and I didn't check the page to see if they had put in, like, based on the novel Carrie by mm-hmm. Stephen King or, like... If if inspire they like or whatever inspire like like because it it's a it's a pretty strict like the the con- the concept is slightly changed because it's about race rather than just like mm-hmm. uh, bullying mm-hmm. but um it is about bullying but it's about racially inspired bullying but um I was I was interested in like what kind of permissions you had to get to do that? Like, do you have to pay Stephen King to use that? Right. Do you have to like, what's, what's going on? I'm not sure with that one. Um, but I, what with most fairy tale stuff, even like, cause there are so many books that are like, it's a retelling of beauty right. and the beast. I or, mean, well, Anne, look at Anne Rice, look at all the ones she did. Right. Like she mm-hmm. has all the Cinderella's and the snow whites and they're like yeah. Otis rippers and all that jazz. Right. So yeah. Um, it's it's there's a lot of that yeah i watched yeah. a video a hank green video where he talked about call, yeah um his book um an absolutely remarkable thing which is in my sci-fi section um nice. and um they use uh a, a, a song from queen in it and um the the cost of having one line of that song in there was like a hundred thousand dollars or something like ridiculous. I could be saying it wrong, what? but it was a I, I, lot if, of money. If and I remember based- correctly, the part like a good chunk of his advance went to paying for the song so for he that. could use it in the book because his editor and his uh, publisher and all the people were like, "Are you, are you sure? Are you sure?" And he was like, "Yes, I need this song. This needs to be it. This needs to be it. It's such okay. an important part of it." Have so. you read? the his series. i haven't well no, oh, I haven't. oh good they're good i actually like the second one better than the first one i don't think really? you've read the second one yet but no, um, yet. hate the character's name her name is april may and that's just awful like no that's that's it's bad but um but as a person who does weird character names i gotta agree that's well as a person well, whose it's, name like, is it's april, on a different level you know what it is it's a filler name and he forgot to go back through and hit you know kind of yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, forgot that part. Well, he paid a lot of money for that, but he's in a totally different ball game than most first time authors. That was his first book. Like he wasn't. It didn't matter if he made any money off of an absolutely remarkable thing. That's not yeah. how he's going to make his income anyway. <laughs> not right. And I mean, he's already got the base to sell it. Like, right. Yeah. He's got a huge I mean, fan base. He could base, publish like, it on his own. He could right. pull it off of Vlogbrothers' website and people would still be buying that shit. Yeah, sure. exactly. Sure. If you if you took like any other debut author and they're like, oh, I want to use this one line from a Queen song, the publisher would be like, no. You're right. done. It, no. It, it could be me right now. Like I could yeah. want to mention a line from, it, it could be anything, right? And they'd be like, yeah. no, absolutely not. You're, you're not worth the time or effort. And so I would say, I would say something like that, like if you're worried about copyright on something and you plan on traditionally publishing your book, your publisher will let you know if that costs money because they will not pay for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to pay for it unless you're already a big name and they know that your book is going to sell and you work something out with them. Like it comes out of your advance or something like that. Fun fact. Speaking of the green brothers, um, John Green Green said, Yes, John Green every season until he comes on the pod. We're, we're manifesting it. Green. You know, Danny he Green. lives in the same city as you, Chesie. If you could. He does. Um, I, I was in the same room as him once. I know, you told us. And that yeah. is my six sep- six levels of separation. Six six degrees of separation degrees. That's John it. Green. That's it for me. Um, <laughs> he, he said when Hank was releasing an absolutely remarkable thing, he said it was more of a book than any of the books that he wrote. And I was like, excuse me, sir. What? What? The ever-loving hell. What? No. I I would be interested to hear his reasoning. Sorry, was there was there more of a, a, a was that just an observation or? That's what he said. He just said. That's it. what he said. I I would be interested to hear his reasoning. He didn't give I, one. Maybe 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 he has sound reasoning. Um, maybe he, he never has, has a lack of reasoning. Uh, self-esteem. <laughs> uh, could be a lack of self-esteem. I my 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 knee-jerk reaction my gut reaction to that which is probably unwarranted is like a is it more of a book because it's an adult book and all your books are ya john green like not that he's like shots fired everyone (laughs) i would be i would be worried that he is devaluing his own books because they are they are ya and not adult i mean it's which may not be the case like it could be that he's just building his brother up which is great because he hank built a world like it's an alt reality yeah it's sci-fi alt reality and john builds his books in the world that we live in yeah john's more of a linear linear thought bubble as an author and hank is here 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 yeah here, here 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 and like I get that as a writer. That's how I write. I mean, that's how, like, my whole outline is bullets. Yeah. Like, it's just, just, it's all bullets. Beginning to end, it's it's bullets. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. It makes sense to me. I have <laughs> written about half of a book. And I never nice. came Good. Back. That's I, a half. I, I, I wrote it when my son was one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. He's turning... Well, by the time this episode come, comes out, he'll already be 10. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I wrote half a book. I wrote a book about uh, a girl who's sort of like reluctant sorority girl, semi-inspired by my time in a sorority. Um, and also for the fact that I read the book Pledged and was watching the show Greek at the same time. <laughs> That'll do it. Word. Um, I know how the book will end. And I probably will never finish it. <laughs> 
because I like I've said this before to Molly, but I don't think when you were on here, Chesie, but my grandmother had this dream for me that I would be a writer. And I actually uh-huh. went to school initially for journalism. Like that's the kind of writing mm-hmm. I wanted to do. I like facts and research, which is why I make, I'm a librarian and that's what we yeah. do. But I yeah. like getting the story and sharing true stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandma always had this dream that I would be a writer. And like, I sometimes feel like maybe I failed her because I never became a writer, but, but that instead was of, but instead of writing and, and putting books out in the world, I hold a key to all yes. the books. Yes, and exactly. so like today alone, cause I worked today, today alone, I helped six different kids find a book. That's great. And it was like a dad walked up to me and was like, what kind of books do you recommend for a nine-year-old? I didn't know if he had a girl, a boy, what that person liked doing, if they were a high reader or a low reader, or if they really mm-hmm. hated reading, if they like fiction, nonfiction, if they like graphic novels or chapter books. So we have to go through what we call in the library world, the reference interview. And you weed it down. And uh-huh. I ended up recommending Wings of Fire for her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And she yeah. was like, this looks really good. Like, yeah, it is good. And dude. Magic and adventure. Um, and so, and she walked out happy and her dad was like, thank you so much for taking the time. And I was like, for yeah. me, all these books that I read and consume with the exception of the smut, because I can't really recommend that to kids. Um, right. <laughs> it's, it's not advisable. Um, yes. <laughs> I read these books and then I can share that joy with kids. I You can't be a lifelong yeah. reader if you don't start at the beginning of your life. So I'm never going to po- probably never, I mean, maybe, but probably never publish a novel, but I can mm-hmm. continue to be a reader who shares that joy with others. But yes. That's, and that's so important. That's such a yeah. skill though. I don't have that skill. I can't elevator pitch. And that's like a skill you're supposed to have as an author. I can't elevator pitch. Yep. I can't elevator pitch. I can't recommend books to people. Like (laughs) I try and I'm like, my problem is that like, if I'm you, I'm going, I recommend this one. (laughs) Can't do that either. Because I'm like, I'm like, I like it. I, it's good. Um, It has my picture on the back. Read it. It's like, okay, here, I'll try to explain to you what I'm writing. It's romance. He's a historian. But it's inspired by Indiana Jones, but it's a new woman each book. That's I think it. That sounds kind of cool, actually. That sounds cool, actually. Yeah, I would, I would read that. And everybody like, but him has matching names: Sarah, Stacy, Lonnie. Oh, Connie. they all have alliterative names. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so like on TikTok, on Book Talk specifically. Book talk. Yeah. Books now are just, it feels like every book is just defined by like the tropes that are in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially with, especially with romance, the romance genre getting so big. Mm -hmm. And so you would think that would make it easier to make content about my books to Mm -hmm. sell it. And it's like, it, it doesn't because I'm like, I'm like, okay, what are, what are the tropes in this? Like childhood friends to lovers, I guess is one, but like, that's not really the point of the story. It's not the point of the neighbor untrustworthy neighbor but like none of these things are like the point of the story the way that the tropes are used in the in the books that are pitched with those like Mm -hmm. it's not what readers who are looking for those tropes are expecting so i I never know how to pitch these things by by trope alone right um that's why you have your 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 agent (laughs) that's what your agent's for 
This is this is why I have, <laughs> this is why I go make friends with librarians and readers who can read it and then be like, this is what it's about, and then go tell other people about it. <laughs> we got you, girl. <laughs> Word. That's my 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 um my boyfriend sits next to me at the signing table, uh-huh. and he talks to people who come up because he can be excited about things in a way that I can't because I don't know how to be, and uh, it's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have a partner who's your, you know, biggest cheerleader. That, that's mm-hmm. that's like my my husband is like really doing a lot for Molly and I. Like, seriously, he's he, a rock star. I he knows yeah. the shit out of me, and I've known him since two thousand and. Well, you've known him as long as I have, almost. <laughs> I've only known him. A I couple was his months yeoman in you. the military. Yeah. I used to manage his record, his pay and his records, huh. and now he does it like. Yeah. And I mean, he, he doesn't have to do this. He just does it. And he's so supportive. I think he likes it. I hope he likes doing it. He does. He does. Okay. Um, We're going on an hour 20. We need to wrap up. I don't think we are because of the part we have to cut out. But, but I just want to say that, um, like, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. We love you, Chessie. You're so I'm glad really excited you about this us. book. I'm really excited about this book. I I really, I, uh, people go buy it. Like, we're not just saying that because you're our guest. Like, okay, we don't guys, do that. We, guys, I have we had, middle schoolers. Yeah. A middle schooler read this in less than 24 hours. Yeah. We, we have. And she's a picky reader. If if you're somebody that's listened to the pod before or watched us on YouTube, either one, you know that we are pretty fair with all the books. Like we've gotten fan suggestions that we're still like we did not. Like I mean, this. I was honest with Chessie here. Her and I had a very constructive conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. And but but we keep having you back because we legitimately love your books. And also, also you're, you're really fun, fun to talk to. to. You're so <laughs> fun to talk to. But I mean, I mean, I'm just so excited for this one. And this one has my name written in it. And then your name down here, like. Sure does. It's treasure. <laughs> Did I send you guys? I don't think I had all the swag and no. stuff when I sent you those. Mm-mm. No, I'll have to send you. The, we get the stuff from the other one. Oh, I do want to. <laughs> I need to give you the Piper snarky comment because Piper. <laughs> That's her so oldest she daughter. Opened, okay. My oldest. She's. She's ADHD, hyper-intelligent, so, you know, adults are her favorite people. She looks at this and she goes, it's really nice of her to sign it. She didn't have a silver marker so you could see it better. She's right, though! The shade! She's so right! The thing is, I do have silver markers, but I don't use them because they don't work. I know! Well, they don't. I, I literally looked at her and I go... They won't stay. They have a different chemical than regular Sharpies. And she goes, that's disappointing. It walks away. He's right. She's right. It is disappointing. I need them to step up their silver Sharpie game so that people can read things. I go, but you know, as soon as she said that, I go, I can't wait to tell Jessie that on the, the pod because she's going to laugh her shit off. Because yeah, yeah, she's absolutely right. love because it's kids. It's how kids talk, right? It's how kids talk. And, and like, that's how you write for You write them like that, dude. Yeah. Like, and it's like, them. you know, you know that there's no shade. Like, it's not like an underhanded thing. No, it's not They're a just saying that they think. Mm-hmm. She's just yeah. like, huh, I bet Chessie was worried about that. Like, I'm sure she was concerned about it. Like, yeah. You know what? I should go, I should go buy some like fresh, uh, like metallic Sharpies for my signing because you're right. And I just need to, I need to get them to work. I just need to have a lot of them. 
That's what we're just, gonna do. Just sign a new is a new copy. Sign it and send it. Thanks, pipe. And <laughs> just send. Thank you. Here's the new copy. <laughs> I... You little shithead. Don't talk shit to me about your mom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so don't I, give me any more shit. I have no idea why I love this so much, but one of my favorite parts of books is reading the um, author's acknowledgments. So oh, yeah, <laughs> I need the full book because I need to see the author acknowledgments. One one thing that's really sad for me is that um, my I don't I think it's because of the number of pages or something. Like I've seen books with six or seven pages of acknowledgments and i'm like yeah. this is ridiculous i have never gotten more than one page mm-hmm. literally one side of one page i have to like cram it all in so like it I doesn't don't get matter that many... i just love it i never get that oh, uh, mine mine are the favorite mine, mine favorite ones are the ones that are rambling about how they start talking about their first grade teacher and the next thing you know they're talking about their goldfish that died when they were 12 and how they uh-huh. did a funeral for it you know and i always love those anyways thanks mom read my book you know yeah. it's just if I ever get to write an author's note for any of my books mm-hmm. that like goes in the front, I think I'm going to ramble for a really long time and then and then at the end just finish it off with like, well, you read all of this, so you can read the book now, I guess. Fuck you. And then just... <laughs> it should be everything you want to say, but backwards and upside down. <laughs> <laughs> just really, just really be oh mean about gosh. it. Well, I... I, that's all I have, Molly. That's all I got. Like, we, we talked about Anything it Anything else we should know, Chessie? Yeah. Um, Are you going to um, be just, anywhere? Are you promoting this? Like, do we so, have the things we need to tell people to go do? Yes. So, um, again, you can pre-order. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, you can still pre-order. Mm-hmm. You can pre-order it from anywhere. But if you pre-order from Fables and Fairy Tales Bookshop, um, you will get all the extra swag and you'll get a signed copy. And they do ship internationally. No, nice. um, you may just have to like email them. Okay. Um, also, the there are two release day events. They are both in Indiana. Um, one is on Tuesday the 28th at the Greenwood uh, Mall, Barnes and Noble. Nice. And the other one is on Saturday, uh, April 1st at... Uh, fables and fairy tales in martinsville indiana so come and see me if you can road trip, um, i will Molly. be there i will be signing things because you um, know we don't have enough going on with the extra books we have to read for yes our convention and to prove to prove that i do not hate all children um in the in the front of the like around the dedication and the hardback copy there will be two pictures drawn by uh two little girls two sisters um who are the daughters of my trainer at the gym. Um, and they, they may be there to sign uh, their pictures so at the cute. Fables and Fairy Tales event. So if you come Nobody to that one... Nobody thinks you hate kids. They all know I do. <laughs> they may question some... it if she keeps killing them off. <laughs> I mean, I, I killed some kids I don't know. These we'll books, let you so... know. <laughs> That's how the story literally starts. <laughs> that is how it starts. Just a warning for anybody going to read this. It starts with off page a <laughs> with a murder. I mean, she didn't just do it on you know. purpose. It just kind of happened, man. It just kind of happened. It's the aftermath. You don't actually see it. It was an accident. <laughs> Right. I don't think it was. was. It it wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, just a reminder, um, besties, that we are not having an episode next week. We are taking a week 
off. And so we'll be back in April. So Molly, are you cool with me showing the April books? Fine. You mind hanging out for a second, Chesie? Is that okay? Yes. All right. So I see we're starting <laughs> April with The Nature of Witches. Which is a Piper Addison suggestion. Uh, by Rachel Griffin. And this is YA. I checked it out from my local library today. Support local libraries. Actually, I checked it out from the library where I work. Not Piper said library. we had to put that on season four. It wasn't a request. It was a We actually must. have two Piper books because we have a, a book in June about an asexual character, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So uh, the second book for April is The Dead Romantics. Um, by Ashley Poston or Poston. I'm not really sure how you say her last name, but she I wrote the Once Upon a Con series. And I love that series. It's so funny. It's so good. It's fairy tale retellings, but like nerd culture. This is not in that series um, at all. It's an adult novel, but I started it today. I am 32 pages in and have laughed numerous times. So Solid. the third book I do not have a copy of. It's some Molly pick that has... I don't know. It's, I'm it's super weird. It. I'm really I'm excited about it. it. Like, I already know. But <laughs> it's called something. What is it called? Well, I probably oh, should know. Get up. your shit toget- together, April. I don't have my shit together. What do you? I don't know. When will I'm we pulling ever? It up. Stand by to stand by. Super it weird. Is. Can't remember what it's called. We're, we're four seasons classic, in. Cult classic by Sloan Crossley. Yeah, sure. Cult classic. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not going to like that. I looked at the cover today. I was like, nah. All right. Um. <laughs> It looks so good. And then we're wrapping out the month of April with Last Chance Library by Freya Sampson, maybe is how you say your name. And Mm -hmm. this one is because April is um, National Library Library Month. Month, And it's also National Library Week and National Library Worker Day is all in April. So we're going to celebrate libraries i i don't know maybe this book doesn't celebrate libraries i really don't know what it's about it's called last chance library it's a book it's a book it has a library on it who knows i found it in the romance section who knows um so that's what we're doing for april and also in april we will be at the annapolis book festival and we will be interviewing some awesome authors who i'm currently reading some of them right now and enjoying it it. is free for everybody free to come Mm -hmm. DMV area. It is at the Key School on April 29th. It's mm-hmm. running from 10 till 4. There's going to be face together. paintings and like crafts and like all the crap. And it's it's all the things. All the things. It's all the things, guys. Everything. And we all will the be there. Uh, we will be interviewing authors. We Maybe. will have we some friends of the pod. My husband, Maybe. editor Tom, nurse Katie will be there. Unfortunately, Chesley will not be there, but maybe I will in the not future. Be there. Maybe it's in the super future. rude of her just like blow us off like that. How dare you have a life? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I might be at another anime convention. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Live your best life, girly. Yeah. Well, that's it. Chesley, thank you again so, so much for coming you, on. Thank you, you for having Chessie. me. If you want to come on, love coming on. If here. you want to come on in season five again, let us know. We'd love yes. to have you again. No, just tell us when in season five. It's not a if; it's when. You yeah. tell us when. You let come. us know yes. when it works in your schedule. <laughs> oh, you want to read one of our spooky reads with us? Yes, that's what we're doing in October. I do not. I'll like send you the list. Books, so yes, please send me the list of spooky books. I love spooky books. Okay, I well, need more of them. In well, my you life. come on in October. October then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. April's like, fuck that noise. Molly picks scary shit. <laughs> I do not like scary books. And we're doing a whole month of them. So yay for me. <laughs> um, all right. So that's it, guys. Thank you again so much.
so much and we'll see you Thank next you time. Thank you for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Gramus Fair, written by our special guest, Francesca Zappia. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website, bookbestiespodcast.com. Until next time, besties, get lost in your favorite book.